I want to dedicate this year tonight to the uh, Louis Nishmas Julian, Julian Machut and Julian Sharman, whose Shloshim was today. Oh. I've actually just come from their house now where they had to see them. Oh. And we hope this will be a, 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 a big Eloi Neshama mm-hmm. and the family should only have Simchas in the future. So. Amen. Amen. Right. He's sorely missed. Sorely missed. Very sorely missed. Um, we are holding at Lamad Gimel Omad Base. And if you see about two thirds of the way down is the Mishnah. And then if you go eight lines above where the Mishnah starts, and the last word on the lines is the word Omar, Omar of Yosef. Okay? All right, is anybody who hasn't got it? Okay, we ready to go? Yeah. Okay, right. Now, last week we were talking about that the Mishnah on Lam Gimel Amadalov talks about as follows. There was a three-way machlokus as to where we say Atachan Antonu on Matzah Shabbos. Rabbi Eleza said we say it in the bracha of Madam Anachnuloch, where we thank Hashem. And the idea was because we thank Hashem for the Shabbos and therefore we put the Atachan Antonu into the bracha of Madim. Now, if you remember, we had various different views. One said the halacha is like that. And we were talking about when Motsa Shabbos coincides with Yontav. So then, since being that there is no, normally we say it in, we insert it in the bracha of Atachanan. But since there is no Atachanan on Motsa Shabbos, which falls on Yontav, so we've got to put it somewhere else. So there, then we wanted to say that the halacha goes like contra beleza, we say it in Majin. And there was various different views. One was that the halacha is like him. One is matin, we incline towards him, which means if somebody comes and asks you privately what the halacha is, you will say yes, but you won't publicize it. And the third idea was nirin. Nirin means it appears like him, meaning we don't publicize it and we don't even tell somebody privately if they come. And that's where they should insert the Atachanotono or Matzah Shabbos which falls on Yotzev. But if somebody's done it, then we don't tell them they have to repeat Shemonesha. So that's where we were last week. Now we come to Omar of Yosef. Rav Yosef says, I'm not like Hayodana, Hayodana. I don't recognize either this view or that view. In other words, it's not Nirin, it's not Matin, it's not Halacha. Right? But what I say is as follows. Elo mid Rav Shmuel Yodana, I recognize from Rav Shmuel the Takinu Lom Marganisa Bavovel, who devised a pearl, a beautiful jewel, for us in Bavovel. In other words, it's a beautiful text of what you say of the Habdola that you say in Tefillah on Motzah Shabbos, which falls on Yomzer, right? And Rashi explains where do we put it? We don't put it in Madamanachnulov. But we say us the same way that you insert it in Atachan and ordinary Matzah Shabbos, you insert it, you say Ato, Ato Vachartonu, Mikola Amin, etc., etc., Shatalenu Karosa. Then you say the Twitter that we're about to say now, which is, which is Vatadienu. And then you carry on to Vatita Lonu. So you also insert it in. Now, what is the, what is it, what you, what you say? What is the Twitter? It's as follows. 
Oh, by the way, the Mashor says, why does the Gemara point out that it was made in Bovel? Be, the, the answer is like this, he says, the, says the Mashor, because in Eretz Yisrael, where there's only one day of Yontav, it's fairly rare that Yontav falls on a Matzah Shabbos. Whereas in Chutz Laaretz, where there's two days of Yontav, it's much more common, and therefore it was this uh, sort of idea, this uh, text was made up in Bovel, where it's much more common to say it. And here we, and, and, and here we now go to the actual Tzvila. You have made known to us, Hashem, as Mishpate, your judgments, in Kecho, your righteous judgments. You've taught us to um, keep your chukim, your mitzvahs, uh, of your will. I mean, chukim are different than ordinary mitzvahs, as we will see. We'll come to Gemara about that a bit later on. Chukim are things that we don't understand. We keep the mitzvah just because it's a mitzvah. We don't understand it. For example, sharpness. That you've got to have wood and linen. You can't have together. Why? There's no, we, we, certainly no reason that we know of. Nevertheless, it's included in it. Chukim And you've given us from the word nachalo, an inheritance, zmane sosen, seasons of joy, and willing celebrations. Again, here the marshal says it's willing celebrations refer or they allude to Yom Tov Sheini, because Yom Tov Sheini was something that Kalali Shroll in Chutzlores took on willingly because it doesn't, there's nothing in the posuk, in the posuk it only says you keep one day. So the fact that Chutzlores took that on, uh, that was called Chagei um, Nadova, willing celebrations, Valtari Sheinu. And you gave us as your Rosh, you bequeathed to us, Kedusha Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos, Chavad Maid, and the honor of the Yontav, Chagigas Regel, celebration of the festivals. Ben Kedushas Shabbos, Le Kedushas Yontav Hibdalto. Since this is Havdalah, where we're distinguishing, so we distinguish, remember, we're going out of Shabbos and coming into Yontav. Now, Shabbos has got a great, greater Kedusha than Yontav for two reasons. Reason number one is, that there are certain malachas which, which are allowed on Yontav, i.e. cooking, carrying, etc., etc., which are not allowed on Shabbos. And second of all, the punishment for doing an Avera, if you do it for Mazid on purpose on Shabbos, is a capital punishment, you get skila, or you get, uh, or, or you get chorus, etc., whereas in Yontav you don't. So the Shabbos has got a much greater Kedusha. So therefore, that's one of the things we say to be Kedusha's Shabbos. Between the Kedusha of Shabbos and the Kedusha of Yonsa, the holiness of Yonsa, Pib Dalto, you've distinguished. And you have also distinguished and made holy the seventh day, i.e. Shabbos, from the six days of creation. Pib Dalto, you have distinguished, Kedusha made holiness, Amcho Yisrael, your people Yisrael, Pib Dusha with your holiness. And then we carry on, once we've said all that, we say Vatitel Lodu. Now, I looked it up in the Siddha, and it's almost what we say, but not 100%. It is, if you, if, if you want to take a Siddha and have a look at it, you'll see it's slightly, slightly different. Uh, not much, more or less. Broadly, it's pretty much the same. So that is, that is what, and as we know, that is the halacha, that is what we say when a matzah shabbos, uh, falls, and it happens to be yontuf, then we insert the Batadienu after Atomachatonu or between Atomachatonu and Batitan Lonu, exactly the same as we do on the Matzah Shabbos where we insert it in the Brochov Atachayne. Can I ask a question? 
Of course. Yeah. Um, we, we mentioned two differences between Yontif and Shabbos yes. in terms of, in, on the case, in the case of Yontif, you know, allowances for cooking and carrying. Yeah. And the, and the, and the, the punishment on Shabbos being more severe. But there's a third reason I can think of. Yeah. Hashem himself created the Shabbos, whereas Yontif is dictated by man. True. That's very, very true. And therefore, there's a greater holiness in God doing it yeah. than man. Excellent. That's very good. Yeah, it's a very excellent point. So there's all sorts of reasons why we should make distinguish between Shabbos and Yontif. So you've found even a, a, another reason. Thank you very much. Uh, sorry, sorry, Gerald. Can I just ask, when Clive said that Hashem didn't create Yontif, it's in the Torah. What is it? No, no, the Yontif is in the Torah, but the date of it is made by the Bezdin. Because the best thing, they have to decide what, what day is Rosh Hashanah, so all Yom and follow on with Rabbonon. But you're ah. right as well, you're right as well that the principle of Yom is in the Torah. It causes in the Torah. But the day yeah. of Yom Tov, where Shabbos is every seventh day, Yom Tov, it depends on what day of the, what day Rosh Hashanah. Sometimes you have one day Rosh Hashanah, sometimes you have two days, and depending yeah, on it's that. Yeah, still, it's still, it's still got me. Yes, yes, it's still... It's it's still it's 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 that your mercy should extend to the bird's nest. Now we know that in the Parshish Gitzetze, we have a din called Shiloh HaKam. And in fact, I remember many, many, many years ago, there's a yeshiva, I don't know if it still exists, in Hitchin, which is on the, when you go to Luton Airport, there's Hitchin, correct, Danny? Yes, absolutely. And there's a yeshiva, there was a yeshiva in Hitchin, and somebody had a very good idea to try and raise money for the yeshiva. And there were apparently some nests in the tree. And he said, if you want to come along and do Shiloh HaKam, you can do that and give a contribution to yeshiva. So I remember I brought my, took my boys along there. So it was many, many years ago, probably about 20 years ago. And it was very, fa- it was fascinating because it's very rare that you sort of, uh, are kind such a mitzvah. But in any case, the basis of the mitzvah is, if you want to take the mother bird, then, sorry, if you want to take the children, the chick, then you've got to send the mother away. So that is, that is the din of Shiloh HaKam. Now, if you turn around in your tefillah and you say, your mercy, Hashem, extends to the bird's nest, that you, you must, say, well, we'll see in a minute. That's first case. Also, for all good things, I bless your name. Or, Majim, Majim, you say the word Majim twice when you're davening. In all these three cases, Meshatkin, I say. We silence him. Because you should not say it. Right? So, again, that your mercy extends to the bird's nest. Or somebody says, for all good things, I bless you. And the third thing is, you repeat the word, with all these three things, is we silence him. And the Gemara will now immediately go on to explain why we silence him. 
So it says the Gemara, Bishlema, I understand, Majim Majim is Shakti Nasai. If somebody says Majim Majim twice, we have to silence him. It looks as if he is doubling to two gods. Why is he repeating the word Majim? So we, we silence him, understand. And for all good things, I bless your name. We can understand that we silence him because it's mashma implies that we only bless Hashem for something good and not for something bad. And we know full well that, say, for example, when a person passes away, we make a bracha, dina emes. So therefore, and the, and the mission, and the uh, Gemara says a little bit later on here in this Masechta, the shame shem avorachin alatai alara as well. So therefore, if you say, I only bless you, God, for good things, that's wrong. You're supposed to bless for good things and bad things. And therefore, Mashatkin, I say, therefore, we silence him. Tanan, sorry, we, we, we learned in the Mishnah, a person is obligated to bless Hashem for the bad, just as he blesses Hashem for the good. So that's why we silence him. Now, when you say that you're so compassionate and you show so much mercy and extends to a bird's nest, why should we silence him? It's a very good thing we're saying, and it makes a lot of sense. Answers the Gemara, This matter is an achloikus between two Amaroim in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yosef Ba'ovin, Rabbi Yosef Ba'zvida. Chadoma, one of them says we silence him, because he instills jealousy into the works of the creation. So Rashi explains, because it implies that Hashem has mercy only on birds and not on any, not on any other creatures. And we know we say in Rashi, in, in Ashrei, Rachamov al Kolmasov. Right? So we, if, if we say that our, um, there, it might, the person might understand that to mean that Hashem has it only rachamim on birds as opposed to all other creations. So that's one reason why we shouldn't say, why Meshach can I say, why are we keeping quiet? The Chadoma, and the other one says, because he makes the mitzvahs of Hashem into acts of mercy, the Einan Elar Gezeris. They're nothing but decrees. And Rashi explains, that it looks like the reason we do the mitzvahs is for humanitarian reasons. In order, not that, you know, the, the, the child, because what they told me was at the time when we did Shiloh HaKam, that if you take the, if you take the children away and the mother is still there, the mother will cry. And he told me once that it cried, somebody did it and the mother cried the whole night. You know, it sort of wailed. So it, it really suffers, but, but, it looks like the reason we do the mitzvah is for humanitarian reasons. But it's not. It's because Hashem has commanded us to do it. And the proof of the matter is that we have to keep even things which are not logical. Like, as we mentioned before, shutness. Why do we keep shutness? No one knows. Why do we have to keep bosavacholov? Meat and milk? We don't know. And even though there are many mitzvahs which the chinuch gives reasons for and explains why, why we should do it, but what, what the Gemara is saying is the basic principle of doing mitzvahs is because that is what Hashem has commanded us to do. And if we start saying, 
it looks like the, the reason for doing the mitzvahs is for humanitarian reasons, and that's not the case. I'm reminded of the story, you know, when the refugees came over from, uh, you know, before the war, before and after the war, Dr. Schoenfeld put them in the Avigda Primary School. He put the refugees there. And when it became too full, he had to put them in his house, or in his mother's house, which is in Lordship Park, 35 Lordship Park. Rudy Stern, the well-known mile, moved there afterwards. In any case, so he's, he told his mother she should go and sleep in the loft while the children slept downstairs. So somebody said, Dr. Schoenfeld, are you talking, is this right that you send your elderly mother up to the loft while the children sleep here? He says, well, it says that in the posit. It says, shaleach to shalach as or aim. Send your mother upstairs, let's up on him to kachloch. And the children, you should take yourself. And this was... This, this was standard, Dr. Schoenfeld, he was absolutely brilliant. While we're talking about Dr. Schoenfeld, let me just tell you one more. Now, this is absolutely true, because I heard it from the first, Katie Reeson. Yeah. Um, who's the rabbi of Kingsbury? Rabbi Hall. Rabbi Hall. His wife was a teacher in the Avinta Primary School. And so there was a question mark if she would get paid during the time while she was getting married to when she was getting married to Rabbi Hall. Her name was Minna, Minna Weiner she was before she got married. In any case, one day she meets Dr. Schoenfeld at Sam Simcha. So she says to Dr. Schoenfeld, you know, if it wouldn't be the fact that we were at a Simcha now, I would discuss my salary with you. <laughs> so he turned around and said, Miss Weiner, may we only meet at Simchas. <laughs> Gerald, yeah. Gerald. Yeah. Can, can I ask you just why with Count Sippo, why do you actually take the bird away? Is it for a car? What's the reason we, we take it? No, I mean, put it this way. No, why do you take the bird away? Well, if you want to take the bird away. If, if, if yeah, if you take, well, you do have to take, you have to take, if you want to take the children, the, the baby birds, then you have to send the mother away. I know, but I'm asking you, it I, seems to be the opposite. It's cruel. Why take the bird away in the first place? It, it's take leave the, the bird away. Why take the chicks away? Uh, no, I'm asking you something else. We say we have to take the chicks away, and we think it's Rachmanus. No, um, no, 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 we don't have to take the chicks away. We have to send the mother away. I'm saying that. We have to take the chicks. Well, yeah, I'm asking you, why would you want to take the chicks? Why? Oh, I don't know, for whatever reason you want to but take just them. Leave, like the chi- leave the chicks there, and then you've solved all okay, the problems. I, I, I don't know. It, I don't it know. Doesn't make, it's just, it's just the opposite to me. It's, it's, well, it's, more it's, likely you're gonna, it's more likely you're going to want their eggs. It's going to yeah, be a kosher. Yeah. Yeah. I bait them. It's either the chicks or yeah. it's uh, bait them. The eggs, the chicks are there. Yeah, so, so I don't know. For one reason or another, you want them. Now, it, it does look, if you take the first look at it, you think, well, the reason why we're doing it is because the mother's going to be so upset if you take the children, so therefore send her away. So it yeah. looks like it's, it's a matter of rachamim. So therefore this Gemara, this one is saying is, no, we, we can't treat it as humanitarian purposes. We've got to treat it. These It's very difficult to understand. Right, you've answered me one thing. I've never known why one takes the chicks away. But Jeremy just said, because you, you, you need the eggs or something. That, that's well, the reason why we... Eggs, it's more the likely you're going to want the eggs than the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the posit, it says, Ephraim or Beitzim. Right? Ephraim is the chicks, and the Beitzim are the eggs. So they can either be one or the other. But if you want to take them... Yeah, I'm sorry. Send the mother away first. 
Okay. Carries on the Gomorrah. There was a certain man who went to act as a Shlech Sibur. The reason why it says he went down, because as we know, in our shul, we, you go down, because it says, From the depths I spoke to Hashem, so you go down. I remember many, many years ago, I must have been uh, a teenager, and we went to Masada. And in Masada, there's actually sort of a dugout pit, so to say, where the chazan would stand, because of this idea, mi mamakin krosi chashem. And he says, There was this person who went to, to act as a chazan in front of rubber. The Omar and he said, in his tfilas, Ato chastar kam you Hashem have shown mercy on the bird's nest. Ato chosorachem aleinu. So also you should have mercy on us. In other words, the same way that you have mercy on the bird's nest, so have mercy on us. This is what this person said during his tefillah. Omar Rabba, so Rabba said, when he heard that, how well this uh, scholar, it's a beautiful tefillah that, that this scholar has said. Very nice, sounds very nice. Just as much as Hashem, you have shown mercy on the bird's nest, so show, um, show mercy on us. In our Mishnah, we learned that if somebody says that Hashem has mercy on the nest, we silence him. So how can you say it? it's a very good filler? Yes. It's not a good filler. Oh, it's an interesting answer. Rabbi said, just testing. Basically, what Rabbi said was, yeah, of course I know that you silenced them, but I wanted to know whether you knew it or not. And the Mephoshim asked the question, it's a, it's a Mephoshim Mishnah. If it was some obscure place, then you might have sort of said, well, do you know where, where it says this or where it says that? It's a Mephoshim Mishnah. So I think... Uh, a buyer would have known that Mishnah. But in any case, so this is a, sort of a nice story. You make of it what you want. That uh, he just wanted to test him to see if he knew that. But obviously, so it wasn't right what this Chazan said. Another story while we're talking about Chazanim. This person, again, went to be a Shlich Zibber, went to be the Chazan in front of Rebbe Chanina. Omar, he said, Hokeo Hagodel Hagibar Vanaira. So far, so good. That's exactly what we say in Shemanesra. Hokeo Hagodel is the great, Hagibar is the mighty, Vanaira, the awesome. Fine, that's what we say. But then he started to add on his own bits and pieces. What did he say? Vahadir, the glorious, Vahizuz, the strong, Ayoro, the feared, Echozot, the strong, Vahamits, the powerful, Vavadai, and the certain, Vanefod, the esteemed God. So he added on all these adjectives yes. over and above what we normally say. Yes. So hinting like at the side, Rabbi Khanina waited till he finished his tefillah, finished his Malesra. Kisayam Omale, when he was finished, Rabbi Khanina said to him, Saintina, the Kulashvachid, the Marach. Did you? By adding these extra praises, did you complete all the praises of your master? Lomini Kulahai. Why do you have to say all those extra praises? 
As for us, the three that we've got, which is Hagodol, Hagibor, Vamaira, he loved Omra Moshe Rabbeinu Baraisa. Were it not that Moshe Rabbeinu said them is a posset in the Torah which says, doesn't take bribes, etc., etc. This is a posset. And for also Anshikneses Agdolim Tatinu Betrila, and had not the Anshe Knesset of Dada, the men of the Great Assembly, come and establish it as part of Tzvillah, live in Yechalim We wouldn't even be able to recite them. In other words, we can only say because it's a posuk which Moshe Rabbeinu said, and the Anshe Knesset of Dada came along, and they were massacred that we should say those words in the Tzvillah. But were it not for that, we couldn't even say that. And you can continue with all your own words, with all your own praises. He says, why shouldn't we? He explains, Moshal, the Melachosvadom, your behavior is similar to a king, a Bosovadom, a human king, Shahayala Elef Alofim Dinrezov, who had thousands and thousands of golden dinners. Vahayu Makalsin Isovashal Kesef. And people would praise him by saying that he had dinners of silver. Well, like Ganahula, is it not a disgrace for him? So the Mashal explains, not only it's a double disgrace, it's a disgrace because he had thousands upon thousands. And when you say it to him, when you prize him, you just say Shalkesev, you don't say how many there were. And also he had gold and you're praising him for silver. So you're not even using the right metal. So he's saying here as well, more is less because if we start, who are we, to our human beings, to start praising Hashem in our own words? In other words, it's not something that the entrepreneurs like Dada said. We can't go off doing our own bits and pieces because otherwise, really, you'd never end. Yes. So, we say, so, so more is less. We say, yes. well, there is a saying in the Gemara, which is, Kolomaisif Gorea. Anyone who adds sometimes takes away. So by you adding it, if the entrepreneurs like Dada have said it, then you have permission to say it. It's a possible attire as well. But if you start, you as a human being, add your own bits and pieces, that's no good. That's not what we want. Now, Can I ask a question? Yes. I Can I ask a question? Yes. <laughs> no. Um, the, 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 um, the analogy, yeah, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but it, it, strictly speaking, yes, um, it, 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 it's still true, isn't it? Because... Well, you know, you've got the, the idea of this wealthy king um, being praised for a sum of money, which, of which he has much more, yeah? Yeah. And we have the same with Hashem. Are, are you with me? That yeah. It's, it, it, we can never sort of sufficiently praise Hashem, right? Exactly. So, we, so, so, so it's the same analogy in a way. The only justification, as you say, is, is the fact that God accepted it from Moshe Benu and from the men of the Great Assembly. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do it. Correct. That's exactly but, what the Gemara says, yes. But the analogy is rather similar. It is, that's right. He gives it as an analogy. That's what he says. Yes. Moshul, the Melech yes. of Adam, he gives it, he says, your behavior, said Rebbe Hanina said to this person who said all these extra praises, your behavior is like a person who says to the king, you only got a little bit of silver when you had thousands upon thousands of gold dinners. Yeah, but I'm saying that in fact, no, yeah, but even without the addition, with even um, without the addition, it's still insufficient. 
Are you with me? Even though we've got justification. No, we we are not. We are only allowed to pray according, and we can only use the praises that the Anshay Knesset are to have established for us. Yes. Because if we start with more, we'll never finish. That's what the Gemara is saying. So here as well, it's like you're not giving sufficient praise because where do you stop? That's the point. Exactly. But I'm saying that even Moshe Rabbeinu yeah. and the men of the Great Assembly, yeah, yeah, weren't able to completely satisfy the the um, the, the praises. No, no, no. But the point is like this: Moshe Rabbeinu, he, that's a posuk in the Torah, so he was allowed to say that. And the Anshe Knesset of Lodi were given the job of coordinating the words of Tfilah. So they had permission to say that. So therefore, the, the, the Anshe Knesset of used the posset, which was, which Moshe Rabbeinu had actually said, and therefore that's what they said. So that's as far as it's allowed. And they're, and they're also saying that those three words sort of perfectly encapsulate. Encapsulate, yes, that's right. Everything. That's right. But once you yeah. start saying that's not good enough for me, I'm going to add my own, that's when the trouble starts. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, Clive. Another question is: if someone is a, has a stammer, has a if someone stammer? has a stammer, yeah, then perhaps it's best that they don't double for the, the omelet because they might inadvertently say, "We thank you, we thank you." Not because they're yeah, going to stammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, if a person, <laughs> if a person has a stammer, and he says, "Mighty, mighty, it's only because of the stammer." It's exactly. a different story. You're, yes, you're yes, saying yes. another thing. You're giving advice to Gaboyim not to choose somebody who stammers because yes. he might say it twice. Okay. That'll be another question we ask on the application form. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sure if you, I'm sure if you look at the grey book, there'll be something about that. Uh, okay. Now we mentioned once we mentioned something about Rebbe Chanit. Oh, we're already gone past time. My gosh, our time flies. Well, right. can we continue? Can we continue? It's, a, it's up to yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Jeremy, what do you say? Another five minutes is okay? I can't hear you. Yeah, it's fine with me. Yeah. Okay, we'll just go on another five yeah. minutes. Special yeah. request from Clive. Okay. The Omer of Hanina, now since we mentioned, I didn't realise, sorry, that time went gone so fast. Um, since we mentioned one a bit of Gemara about Rabbi Hanina, we continue about Rabbi Hanina says something else. He says, Everything is in the hands of heaven except for Yerushalayim, the fear of heaven. Now, if I can draw your attention to the Rashi about two-thirds of the way down, he explains what it means, everything is in the hands of heaven. Kolabala Odom, anything that happens to a person, Bidea Kodesh Brokhu, that's in the hands of God. Kagan, for example, Orof Kotza, whether he's tall, whether he's short, Oni, whether he's poor, Oshi, whether he's rich, Chochem Shaita, whether he's clever, whether he's not so clever, Lovem, whether he's white, Shochem, whether he's black, Akobadeh Shemaimu. All that is in the hands of heaven. Abol, however, Sadik Marosha, Sadik Marosha, Enebar Elelidei, Shemaim, it doesn't come through Shemaim. Ezu Mosa Biyodashul Adam. This he gave to man. But Nosa Lefonov Shneidorochem, and he set in front of him two paths. And he should be encouraged to take the path of Yerushalayim. So I covered the Shemaim, Chutzmi Yerushalayim. Everything is designated and 
done by Shemayim, except for Yerushalayim, God leaves it to us. How do we know that? Shenem, as it says in the Pesach, Ba'atu Yisrael, now Yisrael, what does God ask of you? To fear Hashem. So obviously, if, if Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to Kal Yisrael, all Hashem is asking of you is to fear, fear of Hashem, it means it's down to you, because otherwise why should God be asking you? God doesn't consult you to decide whether you're tall or small or poor or rich, he does it himself. So says the Gemara, now the Gemara asks a question. We said like this, the Pesach says, Ma'at Yisrael, Ma'ashem lekech what does God ask you? Kim merely to fear Hashem, as if it's a small thing. So ask the Gemara, Ata Yerushalayim, Milsazot, just say he. Is the fear of heaven a small matter? How could that be? has got nothing in his treasure house other than a store of Yerushalayim. The fear of Hashem, that is his treasure. And we know if it's a treasure, it's not easy to come by. It's a special treasure that Hashem keeps. And therefore, it must be a difficult thing and therefore, how, how do we understand the positive? What is asking of you? Just merely to have your Shemaim. Answers the Gemara, and yes. The Gabi Moshe Milton such as he, as far as Moshe Rabbeinu is concerned, it's a small thing. The Amr of Hanina, because Rav Hanina says, Moshe Adam, A situation is similar to the case of a person who is asked for a large utensil. And he's got it. I'm a lock of clear cotton. For him, it appears like a small utensil. But he's got it. He's got it handy. So there's nothing to give it over. However, cotton, somebody is asked only for a small utensil, but but he hasn't got it. So I'm a lock of clear cotton. It appears to him like a large utensil. So the question they all ask is, what, what, was it, what does the Gemara ask? And what does the Gemara answer? The Gemara asks, is Yerushalayim something small? So we say, yes, regarding Moshe Rabbeinu, it's something small. He, he, he naturally had Yerushalayim. Yes. But for normal yes. boss of a dom, normal, it's not something. So if it's not, if, if for us, Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking to Klal Yisrael, and for Klal Yisrael, Yerushalayim is not just something small, it's something big. So how does the Gemara answer the question? Yes? The question is, the Gemara asks, is it something small? Merely, I want you just to fear Hashem. It's something yeah. big. So we answer, yes, it is small, Gabi Moshe Rabbeinu. But Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to Klal Yisrael when he says, So what's the point that for Moshe Rabbeinu, it's nothing to have Yerushimayim, but for the people who he's talking to, it is something. So why does he just say, Kim Liro? So yes. answers the Masha, and he says, there are two types of fear. There's a fear, a, ge- a genuine Yerash Hashem, a fear of God. That is very hard. It's very hard to attain a Madrega of being a true Yerash Hashem. That is very, very hard. But then there's another type of Yerash, which is fear of punishment. Now, fear of punishment is much easier to have because nobody wants to get punished. So therefore, even it's Shalai it's not because of genuine fear of heaven, but it's a fear of the punishment that heaven will give you. That is much easier. So when it says, Milsa Zuchasahi, 
The Milsa Zutchasa is, of course, we're talking there about the real fear of Hashem, so Moshe Rabbeinu, it's nothing. But the fear of punishment is small as far as people are concerned. And that's why when it says the Possum are addressed to the people, we're talking, says the Masha, about fear of punishment rather than the fear of Yerush Hashem. Okay, I wish you all a very good night. Um, thank you, thank you.